Okay, hello everybody and welcome to Investing with IBD, sponsored by MarketSmith. Today is March 12, 2020, and we have Scott O'Neill back in the studio. And especially with the way the markets are acting today, we've decided to do a quick bonus episode. Scott, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I want to preface my thoughts with uh, if we have any listeners that are are sensitive um, by nature, then I would suggest you not uh, listen any further. Uh, The stock market, in my humble opinion, is the best investment vehicle known to man. Uh, I've been in it for 40 years. Obviously, I grew up around it. Um, I think the stock market is basically all about discipline and consistency. It's about following rules and shelving your opinions. Uh, For the intellectual lazy out there, I would recommend that they go buy a mutual fund and be happy with a 6 or 7% return. To achieve superior returns, it takes work. It's simple. It's a very simple equation. The more you put in, the more you will take out. What in life that's worthwhile comes easy? Nothing. Nothing. Over the years, decades actually, we have received thousands of letters thanking our uh, IBD for changing their life, thanking the markets team for getting them out at the right time, uh, MarketSmith team. All of our teams here have been doing this for a very long time. I've seen letters that are are really satisfying. The, the, The nurse that's a single mom that put her daughter through school. The engineer that paid off his debt and thinks he may retire early. Many have become full-time traders, but the stories are all the same. They became financially independent or close to that. They did it for their family, for their children. Uh, I've, I've seen several where they say, I'm a different person. It's just a whole different outlook on life. Thank you, IBD. Okay. Now, for the young ones listening, think about all of a sudden one day you just pay off all your college debt bam gone off the table or the car loans or you don't have to walk to the mailbox on that one day that you know the mortgage statement is in that box right because you wiped out your mortgage and you own your house free and clear you have a different outlook on life Uh, Or you fully fund your kids' college accounts early, 10 years early. Okay, These are the kinds of stories we hear from customers, but it doesn't come free. No, the stock market is not simple. It's probably the most challenging thing you will ever deal with in your lifetime. So we have to earn it. Okay, and I go back to the intellectual lazy or the ones that are, you know, the smartest person in the room that's smarter than all of us. Those are the people that the stock market looks for and they run them over. And it's happening today again. And I get kind of annoyed with this because they're basically good people. They're hardworking people. But then they, for some reason, take this casual 
uh, point of view with the stock market, and the stock market is treacherous. It's, it's, it's a challenge, but it can be overcome. I mean, Warren Buffett talks about never, ever lose money. Okay, now I'm telling you all, we do not lose money here at IBD and uh, up with our portfolio managers. Yeah, there's an occasional bad year where we might be down a single digit, but it's single digits. It doesn't, the market never gets into us badly. And that's a really bad year for us. Okay, there is nothing wrong with sitting on the sidelines for a little while for the fog to clear. And then you hear these people that are so intellectual and they say, well, I always have to have my money working for me or I want my money working for me while I'm asleep or I'm not making any money. I'm, you know, I can't go to T-bills because I won't make any money. Well, if you go to T-bills, you're not going backwards. You're not losing money. And so you sit on the sidelines and you wait until the fog clears and we have a system that is proven over 55 years on when we should and how we should start wading back in. So all these arguments that I hear on TV or these points of view, well, okay, good luck to them. We have our approach and our methods and they've worked for 55 years and we have the same guy's name on the front door. Uh, and we have never blown it up, blown up a portfolio. And, and that's just hard facts. OK, it is about interpreting the daily action and adjusting accordingly. OK, it is not brain surgery. It's discipline. How hard is it to log on to Investors.com and check, check the market pulse for 10 minutes? If you're really, really busy, and we all are, and you can't spend a lot of time on a given day, you just open it up and you check it, and then you have that feel. You maintain that feel, and that's absolutely critical. You have to stay informed, okay? Uh, you cannot buy off the chart. You also have to know the story as another example. So you do have to do a little bit of work because nothing comes free, right? The people that write our market column and all of the stock market coverage uh, for investors.com and the paper have been doing it for decades. Now, put yourself in their shoes. Imagine you write a review for the stock market that day and Bill O'Neill is reading your work that night. And he'd been doing that for, for 35 years. Okay, I, I guarantee you a market writer that wasn't on their game is out of there. So the talent we have in this company is phenomenal and you should harness that. My opinion, based on seeing uh, the last 30 years, it's polished talent. That's the key, all right? Uh, I'm gonna say it again. The more time you put in proportionally, the better the results you will achieve in the stock market. And number one, discipline. Discipline is critical because there are a handful of market days each year 
when you must be in and properly positioned. Now, of course, uh, you exclude those few longer bear markets, and, and there are a few, like 2000 to the bottom, uh, October of 02. But in general, there are a handful, about a dozen or so days that are absolutely paramount that you need to be in, you need to be properly positioned, i.e., you need to own the leaders, you have to have your portfolio allocation correctly. All of the things that if you talk to a Market Smith coach, they review, right? And in the educational columns of IBD, we review those things. Portfolio allocation is also a critical component here, right? At the end of a cycle, you should have the bulk of your money in your top one and two positions. And so how do you do that? You don't just all of a sudden do it instantly. It's a process through that uh, stock market cycle, right? And you're ferreting through finding the leaders. Well, why do you guys talk about leaders so much? Because the leaders are the ones that go up the most. They're the ones that are leading the market up. And so it's a, it's a simple equation. The strongest, fastest horses go the furthest. And those are the ones we want to own. And we want to own a lot of them proportionally in the portfolio. And at those rare somewhat rare times, you will go out on margin if you're comfortable with that. Okay, and that takes time to develop your confidence to deal with margin. Okay, I would not recommend that out of the gate for someone newer because that's how you can get hurt again. Remember, preservation of capital. Always protect your confidence. Okay, kind of enter the market in a defensive posture and say to the market, you prove to me that you should get more of my hard-earned money. That brings up another point. If you take a 30% hit, I know there are a few of you listening that are down 30% or so, maybe 40, unfortunately, as of today, because it is a bad environment. Okay. How long does it take you to either A, through the stock market, get yourself out of the hole, or how long does it take you to earn uh, from your uh, biweekly paycheck and you put a little bit of money aside, how long does it take you to refill that hole that way? Both ways are very difficult. Therefore, we never let the market get into us. And so if by chance you're one of those that got run over in the last two weeks, sit down and make a vow that this is the learning lesson. This is never going to happen to me again, ever. That's one. And then two, look at the top and look at how the market was breaking down on volume and think about what your thoughts were through that. And then go to your individual stocks and see how they were breaking down. Now, if you're underwater, then you really have a lot to learn on the stocks. If, if all of a sudden you're underwater and you went into today hoping, okay, try hoping a stock up, all right? It doesn't happen. We have to be agile. We cannot um, be, I heard um, um, from someone at a meetup one time, they said, I don't marry stocks, I date them. It's that right? 
we have to be flexible and be able to change our mind. That's part of the process. And where a lot of good people get hurt in the market is that they do have good stocks. They may not have bought them right, and that's what the chart's about, right? Um, but they don't connect with the market trend. They're not monitoring the market pulse in, uh, on ICOM every day. And so they're out of touch with that. And there are these times, which is what we are in right now, is we have a complete disconnect between the market and stocks. Because I can tell you there's a ton of stocks out there that are phenomenal companies, phenomenal management, phenomenal earnings, phenomenal products that are impacting society in a very favorably strong way. And they're getting hit. So you can't fall back on, well, it's a good stock. It's a good company. Oh, I love that CEO because she's brilliant. None of that works when the market has this disconnect. And this is where people get killed. And it's completely unnecessary. This should not ever, ever happen to anyone in the stock market. And I think the stock market, as I opened with, is the greatest vehicle on earth. And uh, we've got, over the decades, we've had numerous uh, professionals say, uh, you guys made my career. Now, we have an institutional company also that uh, does the same advisory and uh, advising on stocks and, and weightings and when to be in and when to be backing away or, or lightening up. And in those realms, they can't really get out of the market. So they have to buy defensive stocks and, you know, transitioning because you cannot just park money in the market and say, oh, I'm not at risk. Those are the people that go right off the cliff with everyone else. And it happens about every 8, 10, maybe 12 years in there. We have a market like we have now. And so, yes, I get passionate about this because I think how unnecessary. It only takes a few minutes a day to log on to ICOM and check things. And you got deep professionals giving you these reviews. And the work is phenomenal. And it's been we've been doing it for what? How how long? 30, 30, 35 years, thirty almost thirty six years now. Okay, so I'm done with my rant. Irusha asked, um, "Let's talk about okay next steps and all." Go ahead. Yeah, no. Well, first, uh, now that that's the truth. We were at Mark Smith. We're definitely used to hearing this, but it is the truth. 2000 for me was that wake up call. I used that as a motivator, and I haven't gotten crushed like that ever since that. So you definitely want to take Scott's words to heart and listen to this over and over again. Now, let's talk about uh, the markets because the markets are eventually going to pull out of this. We're going to have a recovery. We're going to have a fall today. We're going to have an uptrend. The economy is still good. This country is extremely resilient. So let's talk a little bit about the recovery and what we're going to look for when that time comes. Well, you said it most of these breaks or these shocks that occur, there's a faltering economic backdrop. There's some real structural problems with the country. Okay. That is not the case now, which makes this very intriguing 
because if you look at the correction last year that hit us in fourth quarter, it was very quick and we did V up. Now, I don't really believe V's per se because most of the time they, they sound good and most of the time they do not develop. And if you study bottoms, usually you will eventually hit bottom and you will come up some and then you will bounce around for quite a while along that bottom and you'll retest the low several times. And you're, what, what you, is happening is the market is wearing everybody out. You give you a little bit of false hope, slam you back down. Then a month later, give you some false hope, slam you down. Well, how many times can you be slammed before you finally lose confidence and you tune out and then guess what? The market's poised to turn and it does. And then uh, we're potentially late. That's why you have to stay in tune. The greatest opportunities are uh, at the very beginning, catching that turn at the beginning. So if you look at the um, 87 break, which was pretty bad, Arusha and I were looking at it earlier, you hit bottom and more characteristically, you started to come up and then you did a retest, but then you did lift. So the retest, we have to be very, very alert for it. Now, how do you avoid getting caught in a retest? If let's say you get a follow through day pretty close to the uh, to the ultimate bottom, you are at the bottom, you get a follow through day. Uh, I need to rephrase that. Nothing is for sure in the market, right? That's absolutely true. <laughs> it is a follow through day on a bounce off the bottom. Okay, the rule is you have to wade in. And it, the word is wade, not plow in, not make your money back. Okay, because you've, the, the probability is higher that you get a retest and you might get that continual bouncing on the bottom. But as I said before, a lot of these breaks have occurred when there are some, look at the 08 break. There were some serious problems in this country, right? So this one, there is that chance that we get a short duration at the bottom. And there is a chance and this is not a prediction, okay? There's a chance that we end this year favorably. So what that is saying is that, and you know that the best money is made at the beginning of a trend. What that is saying is we need to pay attention each day. If you've completely um, tuned out you're the person that should go buy a mutual fund and get your 6%, okay? What we're talking about is mastering the market and this is part of that. You get your market Smith chart, you start counting. Don't just take the, the, the um, our market writers words and just follow it. Look at what they're saying as they're saying. So you're learning as they're showing you, okay? And wade in on the follow through and see if those couple of initial positions that are a little smaller can 
can get traction. And if they can, you follow up in a day or two. Either you add to those positions or you put on a third position. And I guarantee you, in a follow-through, you are going to be shaking in your boots. It never feels good. That's why in, in the podcast Roosh and I did yesterday, I talked about at the bottom of uh, in um, the follow through of uh, October of 02, we were so battered and bruised that a few of us PMs, we did not buy on that follow through day because we did not believe it. And uh, we got lectured for it. And I, th- I think he reallocated some money to some of the others, too. So he means business. Anyway, um, we want to be careful because it is very tentative and we don't want to get excited. We want to be that robot and just slowly wade in. But if you can get that toehold and it works, you will have a good year. Now, that's all predicated on this is a possible scenario. I am not in the predicting business. We are in the interpretation business and we interpret day by day as it's going uh, and then we make our decisions accordingly. Yeah, but now there are, there are a couple things that are definitely going to happen, right? We, when the market is ready to start that uptrend, we will get a fall through day, right? It will be scary and uh, a lot of times... Uh, you have to force yourself to wade in, and and you used to always describe those follow through days and for the rise that started to work like a seven forty seven, right? Yes. It sometimes takes time for that plane to get off, and so it may take a few weeks for you to really, really make progress. But you have to honor that follow through day. That's an important point. Sometimes the follow through day it it lumbers trying to get up and out. Okay, so. The frame of mind, keep, keep everything, your operations in the stock market simple. It's very easy to make it complicated. Keep it simple. Your frame of mind is, okay, here's a follow through day. I'm going to take a few initial positions and that's not the full, let's say you're, you, you're going to have five positions. This is the portfolio allocation piece that, that you all should know or go back to, um, Uh, some of the IBD uh, educational articles. You don't take 100% of position one, you take a smaller position. Now, maybe uh, normally you do half, but because you're battered and bruised, maybe you do 30% of that initial purchase and then there are two purchases that follow on. Or if you're feeling that the market is, is still very tentative, maybe you don't make that third purchase because you want to keep your average cost a little bit lower. On some of those refinements to each his own. But the point is, each purchase you have to say to the market and to that individual stock, you go up and prove to me that I'm right and I'll give you more money. Not, well, this is the best stock and so I'm just, I need to get a lot more at a lower price or something because what happens if the market does retest? You get caught. So if the market retests, you want to be in the market with minimal positions because you're testing the market, forcing it to prove that it's worthy of more of your hard-earned money. And of course, you're forcing the market to give you feedback to prove if you're right. See, 
it's not about being right all the time. It's about making big money when you are right. So, so one other point here, the market will just continue to slowly pull you in uh, as that rally gets more and more. It'll just keep pulling you in. And, and it's amazing. Um, and also on the other side, it will slowly push you out. So you have to listen to the market. Yes, this will be an interesting year um, and, and how the, the virus um, issues play out. We'll know probably in the next couple of weeks. And, and you know, personally, let me give you an example. I, I grew up in Santa Monica, California, which is a neighbor to Malibu. And everyone knows that Malibu burns. Every year there's a fire in Malibu. Well, I get calls from friends. Now, a couple of years ago, it was devastating. That was, was really, really bad. Uh, I had friends that lost homes, et cetera. But I'm talking about over a 50-year period of Malibu burning, and the majority of those fires are spot fires in a spot or two. And so the news media goes out, and they take that zoom lens, and they could zoom in on a campfire, and you think the entire state's burning. And so there's this proportionality that we have to keep in mind. And I, I won't go any further because I don't want to upset anyone with, with my opinions on what's going on now. But where we're going with this is there is a chance that this year in the stock market ends favorably. And wouldn't it be a shame if you were not part of it? So I, I come full circle back to the intellectual lazy should not be doing this. Uh, and the people that think they're smarter than everybody else definitely shouldn't be doing this. But if you're humble and you're consistent and you're monitoring what's going on and you keep your watch list fresh, it could be very interesting. Any other thoughts on this? You know, if you, if you asked me to describe my father and give a couple of adjectives, I would say the most disciplined guy I have ever met on earth. Discipline and consistent. Every day, bull market, bear market, sideways market, any which way market, he was in front of that screen and you know, looking through his chart books and trying to find model book stock patterns that are similar to what he's looking at. Um, he would spend time looking at follow through, um, follow on technologies. So the automobile is invented. Guess what? The automobile needs tires. Well, that means rubber and da da da, those sort of things. Um, so it's discipline and consistency. And you can do it. Uh, we've got thousands of letters, as I said. We've got hundreds of professionals that have written um, to us and to my father along the same lines. Anybody can do it. It is not a smarts thing. It's a discipline thing. So there's a wake-up call. Use this experience as a motivator to get better at the markets. Respect risk and, of course, respect the bear market. Thanks, Scott, for joining us on this bonus episode. Good luck to everyone. And that, hang in there. That's it. I'm Arusha Pierce, and thanks for listening. 
This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions.